If you've struggled with stress, balance, or burnout, and simply felt discouraged or even defeated, if you're ready to move from force to flow and enjoy ultimate Zen success in your career, health, or relationships, then this podcast is for you. Your host, Carissa Sims, is an entrepreneur, corporate consultant, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and healer who has found her own Zen success. Here's your host, Carissa. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Shelly Sood. Shelly is a founding partner at Geostar Chicago in Glenview, Illinois. She received her BA in political science from the University of Rochester in New York and her MS in information systems from DePaul University in Chicago. Ms. Sood has 15 years of experience in leadership roles across multiple fields, including marketing, operations, and entrepreneurship. She has served as a critical point of reference for clients working the manufacturing, technology, law, pharmaceutical, and education industries. Ms. Sood's recent career transition to healthcare provided for greater alignment between her compassionate nature and her academic and professional background. Wow, you're a rock star. Welcome, (laughs) Shelly. What an intro. Thank you. (laughs) Well, and what she didn't say we were talking about before, she is also a mom. How many kids do you have? Three little ones. Well, one going to college, (laughs) not so little anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But still, they'll always be your little one, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Well, what a model you are for them of just being an entrepreneur and also a pioneer. I I just feel like what you're doing is incredible for humanity and amazing results that you're getting as well. So I wanted to talk about that. Let's talk about regenerative medicine. Is it a good solution for inflammation and healing ailments? Sure. So, you know, what happens in our bodies, all these degenerative conditions like arthritis, autoimmune conditions, diabetes, type one, type two, all those conditions, the root of it is inflammation. And when we have so much inflammation in our body and we have these cytokine storms attacking our body, that is how a lot of these conditions actually develop later in life. So we are- And what is that for our, just for our audience, the cytokine storm? The cytokine is is basic inflammation to the body. Mm. It's an attack on the body. It's exactly what happens when we have COVID-19. Okay. Um, that kind of thing. So, you know, when that attack happens, our body starts to deteriorate, our stem cells are impacted, our stem cells are are building blocks of the human body itself on a whole. So what we do is we really look back to the core root of the problem. You know, instead of creating a Band-Aid, putting medication after medication for patients, of course, we need traditional medicine, we need our doctors and everything, and there are times where medications are warranted. However, we really believe in a holistic approach and a balance to healthcare. Mm, Yeah, that's incredible. So tell me about your own journey. Where did you grow up? What were you like as a child? I was an extremely shy child. Mm. I was behind my mother's legs at parties 
for fear uh-huh. of being seen. I was the, you know, the straight A student, the super studious type of girl, never really got into trouble, you know, just very straight laced. And I came out of my shell when I went to college and I started to really open up and see the world, have mm. other experiences, you know, boyfriends, the whole nine yards. So I, I did you go somewhere else for college. I did. I went to the University of Rochester in upstate yeah. New York. Yeah. And where did you grow up? Toledo, Ohio. Oh, in Ohio. Okay. Wonderful. That's, that's amazing. And so what did you major in? I was majoring in political science at uh, University of Rochester, and then I did information at DePaul for master. Oh, okay. That's great. And so it seems like a little bit of a diversion. What got you interested in IS or information systems? And is that computer programming or, or it what is. is and you know it was just one of those paths that I took because I thought that's what I was supposed to do okay and it kind of goes hand in hand with my culture I'm South Asian and so you know our career paths usually are very well defined early on my parents were immigrants so they okay. came to the country and I was I had a mix of east versus west and mm. you know acclimated into society here because I was born in the U.S but we had old roots with India. And so a lot of their ideas kind of, you know, became embedded in my brain. Mm. So I took a path that I really was not passionate about. Oh, I I see. It was like living somebody else's life and there was not a lot of fulfillment in it, to be honest. Mm, Yeah. And so how did you kind of divert to find your passion in, because I can feel your excitement. Like you literally come alive when you're talking about stem cell therapy. Like, was this an accidental discovery? It was. Ah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So tell me about that. So my husband, long story short, my husband had undiagnosed bipolar disorder for about two decades. Okay. And he was cycling, had highs and lows. We didn't know what was going on. Eventually in 2015, um, he filed for divorce and he thought I was the root of the problem. That was why he was unhappy. That's why he's miserable. He's going to walk away from this marriage. My epiphany came that he was suffering from this disorder and I knew it in my heart and soul at that moment when he filed for divorce. Wow. And at this point, you didn't want the divorce. You loved him and you wanted to stay together. Yeah, this this came out of nowhere. It it was shocking. Mm. So yeah. You can imagine I had a 14 month old baby at the time. Oh my God. And, and then like, but he's having all these emotional swings and, and you're like just supporting him and being there for him through all of this. Yeah, exactly. But then there's that element of mania where he's verbally abusive. He's just mm. horrible to me. And I had to really look beyond that and understand that this is a disease mm. and this is not really him. And my problem lies where, you know, nobody believed me. So at that point, he didn't want treatment. He didn't want help. He was like high as a kite. Because when you're manic, you're in this high. You think, you know, you're invincible. You can jump off a building and nothing will happen to you. Yeah. I think my husband has a little bit of that undiagnosed. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's varying levels of it. There know, is, yeah. But but that those those manic episodes, people can be productive or or they can really enjoy that time, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you have these bouts of creativity. You mm-hmm. feel like you're on top of the world. You don't need much sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would anyone, if you really think about it, want to get any treatment? <laughs> yeah, for that <laughs> like, part, right. I'm not a proponent of like advocating for being manic by any means. Right, right. But We're just really get, giving a different it. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he wouldn't listen to me. And I uh... knew he was going to come crashing down. I knew he was going to lose his job. I knew he was going to rack up credit card debt, all these things. So you can imagine my anxiety was just through the roof. Yeah. Paying lawyers $550 an hour. So you did it. You went through the process of filing for divorce. He filed. He filed. And did you have to sign it? I don't know how this process works. We did not. The divorce did not go through eventually. But we did have lawyers. Okay. And I had to hire, of course, the best lawyer I could find and was paying loads of money for motion after motion, trying to get the legal system to protect me. And they were useless. Okay. They just wanted to fill their pocket. No offense. (laughs) Sorry. Anyone in the league? (laughs) A little blunt about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. I love the authenticity. bluntness. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, right. You had to, you had to just protect yourself. Okay. But you're still holding this idea in your mind that your husband was diagnosed with this bipolar. And did you think, was there a part of you that thinks, oh, you could save him or help him? There was. Yeah. There was a big part of me. That the rock I star, super mom <laughs> coming out again. I okay. mean, you know, I pulled out every trick in the book, every trick I could think of, you know, to be able to obtain his medical records, to be able to present everything to the courts. I mean, oh. I, I didn't, I came to a point where I didn't trust anyone. I didn't trust the lawyers anymore to do their job because they were just putting my children in um, jeopardy. I didn't trust the therapist because they wouldn't believe me. Oh my gosh. So I became, I became a therapist. I became a lawyer. I I became a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you just had to, you had, because you believed in your heart and soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, for you. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. That's what led me to the path of launching a company and everything. Yeah. But, but like, let's go deeper into that. But does that mean that you researched stem cell therapy for treatment for mental health disorders? Not at the time. No. Okay. Cause so, I've never heard of this. This is like blowing my mind right now. But actually there are a lot of studies to support that, especially even bipolar disorder. There's a lot of studies going on at the university of Michigan. However, oh, my husband's yeah. from Michigan. Very oh, really? cool. Yeah. Which part of Michigan? Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. So very close to Toledo. Nice. It, it is. Yeah. I think there's a, a big rivalry there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Always a U of M fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. So, so yeah, so they are doing research. There's a lot of research to support um, stem cell therapy and mental health. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of research. It's up and coming. Um, it's more for more so for other conditions right now. It's further along. There's thousands of studies for lots of other degenerative conditions out there. Um, that is just amazing that I'm just like, what a miracle. Yeah, it's incredible. What made him switch to want to not get divorced, want to get help? What was it? 
Was there a moment? Yeah, there was a moment. Yeah. I mean, I tried everything in the book. I tried intervention through his parents because I knew he needed the emotional support and his parents were on his side at the time. Um, Nothing really worked, you know, begging his psychiatrist, doctors to see what's in plain sight to me. Oh my God. Even his psychiatrist. That is insane. Yeah, it it was crazy. It was crazy. And I was just labeled the crazy soon to be ex-wife who Mm. cannot deal with this broken marriage, Mm. who cannot deal with the fact that her husband wants to move on. I see. You were the only story. You're the only one that's awake in this scenario. And maybe your kids too. Exactly. So (laughs) I was was kind of unhinged, you know, if you want to call it that. And he was Mr. Put it all together for the court system, put it all together for the child rep. Yeah. Too much emotion was involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then there was a moment where he realized that he wanted to get help and then he finally believed you? Kind of. Yeah. So he realized he wanted to get help in the moment that he lost his job and his parents turned against him. And mind you, his father, this is the irony of all of it. His father was a psychiatrist. Oh, my God. Wow. But what made his parents turn against him? So his father went through a bunch of different uh, diagnoses for him. You know, he didn't know if it was a personality disorder. Was he sociopathic? Was he bipolar? I mean, there was really no consistency in terms of support from his parents. Okay. So when he found out that they, you know, really turned their back away from him, they, you know, he, he crashed, he crashed after he lost his job. So he had to come. Were you the the only person that was there for him? I was the only one left standing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he said, I want to get help. Yeah. And then he admitted, he was like, I'm sorry, you know, I made you out to be a crazy (gasps) ex-wife. I should have never done that. Um, And then he went so far as to want to get back together. And I'm like, hold on. Wow. That's too fast, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Breaks, please. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then what, what really helped him um, heal? So it was definitely traditional treatments. Mm-hmm. That stabilized him and yeah. he got the help that he really needed at that point. Um, the scary thing is that doctors were mixing all sorts of cocktails, <gasps> really mm. did not know what was going to work. So they put yeah. him on med and then he'd have side effects. They put him mm. on another bed, he'd have side effects. I mean, he was at the point where, you know, some of the doctors would say, the psychiatrist, that they haven't seen somebody in such a horrid, horrid, depressive state in such a long time. He had to have electroconvulsive therapies to the brain, electric shocks to the brain. Wow. Um, was, I didn't even you know, know they did that anymore. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's not quite like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I don't know if you've seen that. Movie. Yeah. But um, it, it's, it's harsh. It's harsh. Wow. So there was a lot of healing that had to take place and we were not, I was not ready to even think about the marriage. I had yeah. to you know, So you were thinking of uh just helping him as a person, as a friend, as your children's father. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, because it's like you love your kids so much, you want them to have a father that's there for them, I'm sure. Absolutely. And and that was my main goal. 
You know, mm-hmm. that was my main motivation in the whole thing. I had kind of let go of the marriage at some point down the line. I mean, you know, you kind of have to. It, it, there's just so much damage that's done to a person emotionally and mentally. And I wasn't ready to deal with all that, um, knowing that he was not stabilized and he did not feel better. Mm-hmm. But then when did the stem cells come in? <laughs> so I'm after- still looking for that connection. Yeah. You know, I'm going. So after I helped save his life, I realized a lot of things about myself. And so this whole experience was a major evolution for myself. I see. Because you were working, you had a job at that time? I I was consulting. So I had a consulting job. Yes. Okay. And, you know, what I realized is there is nothing better in this planet, on this planet, than helping another human being. Oh, my God. That's incredible. So when I helped my husband and helped save his life and, you know, help nurture him back to good health, um, I, I realized it. I just had this epiphany. I need to go to health into healthcare. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. Somehow the universe has collided and I got introduced to the CEO of Geostar and it just went from there. Wow. And so what is your role? Are you like an executive co-founder? Are are you CIO operations? Like what is, what are you doing there? So I'm the partner at the Chicago location for Geostar. So I run that facility, every facet of the business, you know, entrepreneur, basically diving into everything, the marketing, the sales, the operations, everything. Uh, Yeah. Is it kind of like um, almost? Is it a franchise where you're setting up different v- divisions? No, it's just no, you're doing. Not a franchise. So I went into partnership with um, GeoStar themselves. Okay. Yeah, that's incredible. So when did you start that Chicago office? That started in uh, 2018. Oh, so it's pretty new. Four years. Yeah. yeah. How's it going? Amazing. I mean, it's just been a world roller coaster, of course, because starting a new business is a huge endeavor. But, you know, I feel like I got an MBA in a couple of years on the job versus going back to school. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I love that, that you just this chance encounter. So where did you guys meet? Where did you meet the CEO? So I met him on LinkedIn, actually, and he was never on LinkedIn at the time. Sent him a message, said, I love your company. You want to talk? Wow. So you were just doing your own research in healthcare. Yes. I was doing my own research in healthcare. One thing I believe is just, you know, I I don't, I think degrees are important and I think it's great to have a degree and it definitely adds credibility and all that. But I also feel like people out there, if they are doing their own thing and personal growth, like a daily exercise of personal growth, they can get to where they really want to be eventually. Oh yeah. I I fully believe that. Absolutely. I mean, I do believe, I mean, I don't know how other parents will feel about this. I do believe in degrees for things like, you know, being a lawyer, if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or specialty and things like that. But other than that, just like forge your own way, you know, it's just like, you can do it. So I totally believe that. So this company Geostar, so where is the headquarters? So it's in San Diego. It's a global oh, institute. Yep. San Diego. Oh my yes. gosh. I lived in San Diego for many oh, years. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I love San Diego. Yeah. Where are you at now? I'm in Colorado. 
Oh, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother and my dad, my dad lived in San Diego proper and oh. I used to spend summers. I grew up in Alaska and spent summers in San Diego. And then my grandma lived in North County, Carlsbad. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I know San Diego very well, but um, yeah. Yeah. So my husband and I moved out here about three years ago from LA. So I went to school in LA and then um, graduate school and then came out here. Let's go back to you. This is not about me. So <laughs> just like San Diego. Yay. I love San Diego. <laughs> my, my dad used to call it heaven on earth. What do you feel makes you so driven in this field? Is it like do you, do you light up when you have this opportunity to heal people or what makes you so excited about this technology? I do. I, I light up when I can help another human being, when I can see that I'm making an impact on another human life. Maybe, you know, they have less symptoms, they're suffering less, what, whatever it may be. I feel like that is just the instant gratification for me. Yeah, that's amazing. My husband was suffering from um, a herniated disc oh, when he was okay. trying to recover from all of this this nightmare. Okay, he was pretty much bedridden, and doctors said absolutely hundred percent he has such a bad MRI he needs surgery. It was a horrible experience. Well, here's where stem cells. Surgery? Yeah, to do surgery. Yeah. yeah, but did he? He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Here's where stem cells comes into play. So I said to him, I said, let's just try stem cells. There's no harm. It's not going to hurt you. Worst case scenario, it's not effective and you go do surgery. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. You're, you're giving it a try. He did stem cells, okay, at a local injection right at the L4, L5, I think, area of the back. Yeah, that's lumbar, lower yeah, area for those. Could, yeah got out of bed, was perfectly fine in a couple of days. Wow. That's incredible. That's so amazing. So was that through Geostar? Yes. How has your research shown the effectiveness of regenerative medicine? So we've done so many studies for several decades in cancer research, in regenerative medicine itself. We've been around in the research realm for around 30 years, 30 plus years. And our chief scientific officer, who is a PhD, his name is Dr. Anand Shravastava. Um, he has done numerous studies along with studies in COVID-19, uh, long COVID. Uh, we're working on a clinical trial for long COVID um, worldwide. Uh, we also were one of the first. That's amazing. Yeah. So, wow. Did, did, are you getting any results from uh, long COVID or um, any research there to report? We are clinically getting results. Yes. We haven't started the trial per se, but when we see patients for actual treatments in our facilities, we, we have seen very, very good results. Yes. Hmm. Um, we were actually approved by the FDA early, I think it was April of 2020, when COVID struck, the pandemic struck, for um, stem cells, for stem cells by the FDA to be administered to patients who were for compa under compassionate use, meaning patients that were very, very sick on the ventilators, near death kind of thing. Oh. Um, so that was, that was huge because we were one yeah. of the first companies approved by the FDA. And I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we definitely have had a lot of highlights. Um, we also have a universal blood donor um, company that campaign that we're kind of organizing, which basically would eradicate the need for any blood matching whatsoever by creating a universal blood type from stem cells. Oh, how do you do that? Oh, it's a very, very complex process. <laughs> You're like, I can't just like roll it up. I was like, whoa, that's deep. It's I, I, but I can see how it could work because the blood, once it gets into your system, learns to adapt and mirror and replicate the existing blood cells that are there, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. So okay. we actually can create them in a lab. Mm -hmm. with a bioreactor. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it works. It works within a bioreactor. It's created in the lab and it can be created in mass, mass quantity, which can actually eradicate the problem that we're facing today with blood shortages. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. But this is, you. do you have to have more research or is it ready? Not yet or... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it definitely works. It, it's it's definitely in the works. Okay. works. It's been proven and everything. And, you know, we have the patent and all that in place and, you know, the collaborations in place, that kind of thing. But it is a long, 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 long call. Yeah. And also for people to believe in that too, for facilities to really let go of the old way of doing things and step into this new reality that I, I almost feel like it's spiritual, like all, everything is possible. No, we can't, there is no shortage. We can create this, you know, we can regenerate. It's that, that's really incredible. Thank you. So that, that's the issue that we're facing is because people are not using natural ways or advanced science even like stem cells, stem cell therapy and things like that to change the world. It, you know, there's so much pushback, especially in the United States. And, you know, of course we have the COVID vaccines and, and those were obviously lifesavers for so many people. Everything is so heavily pharma based that there's very little balance between natural healthcare and holistic care and uh, traditional medicine. Is stem cell considered natural? You know, it depends. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so because it feels like somewhere in between, like it's taking a natural, but using technology and medicine. I don't know. It is in a way, but then at the same time, if you're using a patient's own cells mm -hmm. and you're processing them in the lab and you are using the technology, you're also gi giving back their own cells. But if you're using a donor cell and then injecting into the patient, then that is obviously not as natural. It's natural in a sense it comes from another human being when it's a donor. But if it comes from yourself, it's even more natural. What do you think of like those clinics that do IV injections and like they take out some of your blood and they re-inject you with oxygenated blood? Like, how, do you feel like that is parallel with stem cell? 
It just kind of depends. I feel like, you know, it, it depends on what type of cells people are using. It depends on the source. I feel like the industry, unfortunately, gets a bad rap because there's always some bad players out there. Ah, uh, I see. You know what I mean? And there's always, you know, other agendas with certain things, you know, like scientists, they need their funding, so they don't want to be seen as clinicians. So everybody kind of has their own agenda. Big Pharma wants to make sure that we are, you know, a drug and we are pushing more drugs and things with patients for mm -hmm. healing, their healing journeys. You know, regenerative medicine is another component. So it, it's just kind of, it's it's tricky. Yeah. So do you find pharma is scared of stem cell research because it would maybe take away the medicines that people have to take? Is that, do you find a resistance or do you feel like it's a synergy and it can work together? I feel like there should be a synergy because mm -hmm. I feel like there is absolute value in big pharma mm -hmm. and some of the treatments that they do provide. We mm -hmm. need those medications a lot of times. We can't live without it. But I also feel like if there could be a better synergy and a balance between the two, between regenerative medicine and be between um, traditional therapies, we would be we'd be winners. We would not have people on so many unnecessary meds. We would have a balance where they would be on maybe less medications. There would not be such a building into you know five different medications. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was going through my own healing journey, and I had a lot of, you know, not officially PTSD, but it, it was signs of PTSD. I would get very yeah. heavily triggered after yeah. certain events or certain Yeah. Events. Well, you probably had it, but you were never diagnosed. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so my blood pressure would shoot up. My systolic diastolic was through the roof. Okay. And I, my adrenals were fatigued. It, it was an absolute nightmare. So what happened was that after, you know, I started meditation, I started med meditation, Yay, meditation. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, mindfulness and everything. I started Ayurvedic treatments, things like that. And Ooh, going was, back to your roots too, yes, because in right. India, it's very common to do exactly. Ayurvedic medicine. Yeah. 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 And, and so my blood pressure came way down. It oh, normalized to the point where medication would have never, you know, helped it to that point, according mm -hmm. to doctors. When I talked, my mother's a doctor. So she had said that to me, she was thoroughly impressed with how far down my BP came and normalized. Mm -hmm. So my regular readings now are completely normal. Well, if I go back to the time where I caved in and took the meds for my blood pressure being elevated, which I fell for that trap, um, I had word <laughs> I of mean, vision. Don't feel bad. It's like your mom's a doctor. Everybody falls for that trap of taking medication, just not believing that meditation or other things could work. Exactly. So that's exactly what happened. And, you know, the meditation or the medication was causing side effects. <laughs> The medication, replaced the medi <laughs> medication with meditation. I love it. Oh my God. I know that was a Freudian slip, but I just love it. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The and medication was causing side effects. So oh, I got yeah. And they're really bad, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was having blurred vision. Nobody could figure out what was going on. Mm. I got off of the med. I was perfectly fine after that. The symptoms went away. And every doctor I talked to would tell me, you need another medication. You need oh another one. 
So I was close going down that path. Wow. Yeah, I do believe my grandfather was a pharmaceutical salesperson and he did very well financially. He, I think he died from too many medications at that time. I mean, he was maybe taking, I was just a kid. So this was a while ago and maybe they didn't realize like how detrimental it was back in the day, you know? I mean, he was maybe taking like 14 different. And if you think about two or three, you know, already there might be some contraindications. I mean, you don't know. I mean, now I think a lot of doctors will make sure I I feel like it's less common now, but maybe it could still happen. Yeah. I I feel like I I agree with you. Um, Mm -hmm. but it also comes down to really owning your own health. Ah, good point. You know, yeah. think for yourself, right, right? Advocate for yourself, or have the knowledge and the know-how to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So you have a great testimonial for your husband and the stem cells. What about you? Did you ever um, do the treatment on yourself? I did. Yeah. Oh, I did more along the lines of anti-aging treatments. So just. Oh, okay. So what is that? So what can you use stem cell for anti-aging? So it, it really, again, brings down the inflammation through the whole body. Okay. Um, it helps the production of collagen, which we also have another product in the works called, it's a Geostar skincare serum. <gasps> That's yeah. going to be hot. I'm very excited about oh this. Oh my God. What is it, your distribution? Like, I feel like you should go on um, like a home shopping network or like, I mean, or some high end spas or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'd like to, we're trying to get there into the next step and everything, but this product I tell you is incredible because what it does is it's actually human derived. So in our lab, we create these stem cells in our lab from human derived stem cells from a bone marrow umbilical cord. And those cells actually release thousands of molecules. And so we take those molecules and we put them in a serum in a basic formulation of like, you know, some of the other types of um, ingredients that serums have, the basic skincare serums, and mix that up with this proprietary ingredient. And the results are phenomenal phenomenal. I mean, it just brings down the whole inflammation in the face. It produces the collagen. I can't live without it. Now I'm out of it and I'm begging the CEO to send me more. (laughs) Oh, wow. But it's not available on the market yet, right? It's not available yet. No, we need to find distribution outlets and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. So how does it feel like when, when you put it on, is it like velvety? Do you feel refreshed, rejuvenated? So you only have to use a pea size amount. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you use more than that, it can create a little bit of redness, irritation, because it's a very powerful product. Mm -hmm. Um, But initially, yeah, I mean, it gets rid of all of the aging marks and everything like that, because I had, you know, these little peck marks or old acne marks from previously, and it just clears it all up. It's incredible. Right now I got them back because I don't have any serum. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Interesting. So it can come back. Wow. Well, good luck with that. Do you think you're going to call it the same, like the Geostar or come up with a new brand? 
we're touring with a couple different names. So we'll say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, keep me posted on that. Maybe well, we can have yeah. you back on the show and, and just like promote it, you know, Thank when you. you have it ready to sell and everything. Yeah. You're welcome. What about any testimonials that are just like, wow, what a miracle. Like people were so floored and didn't believe that it would be possible. Yeah. So, um, we had a patient who was a former NBC universal, um, president who came for treatment a while back and he had arthritis of the knees. He had arthritis of the knees of both knees. And one of his knees was he did surgery on. So if you do, you opt for surgery, you can't have stem cells in that knee because there's already mechanicals in there and it will not be effective. So we gave him stem cells for the other knee. Well, he wasn't able to play tennis or do anything like that, um, even after his surgery and was still recovering from the surgery, kind of in the soreness of it. It was not great even after a couple of years. So we gave him the stem cells and he said, now he's back on the courts. His knee that we treated is better than the knee that he had when he had surgery. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That is so amazing. What a testimonial. NBC Universal. I worked with them for a little bit as oh, really? a, um, a consultant. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I was like driving the golf cart on the, <laughs> on the lot and everything. What are people's resistance to, if any, to stem cells? Are, are people saying it's made from babies or like what kind of resistance do you find people have or arguments that come up? So I've heard, I've heard all the sorts of things. I've heard it's made from babies and it's embryonic, which is not the case because embryonic is more of a research type of stem cell. We're not doing it mainstream. You know, yeah. so that's, one, that's another one myth. Yeah, uh, because that wouldn't necessarily be ethical, right? I mean, yeah. I would think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the biggest thing I'd say is that people are not trusting the new. They're trusting the conventional. And when our physicians and doctors are actually, um, you know, treated or actually educated in the traditional field of medicine and not exposed to regenerative medicine and some alternative treatments and don't know, you know, what it's about because they haven't been trained or exposed, then patients are always going to go to the doctor. Right? Right. They're going to they're trust the doctor, which, again, they should trust the doctor, mind you. But yeah. at the same time, your mom's time, a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> they better trust the doctor. <laughs> but it also yeah. comes down to owning your own health. Yeah. You know, yeah. it comes down to whether or not you're going to fully trust this person. Maybe they're going to have certain opinions that really work and are in line with your belief system, but then other types of treatments are not in line. So you really have to own it. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But so how do people work with your organization? I mean, are you like a medical clinic where you have physicians administering this or how does it work? Yes, we have, we are a medical clinic. We have physicians administering it, correct. Um, we see all sorts of patients who are suffering from several different chronic degenerative conditions. Um, we're also as GeoStar on a whole on the research realm. So we continue these types of research and these innovative types of treatments for patients all around the world and are doing trials. So the beauty of 
our facility is that we're not just solely one or the other. We're not just research and we're not just clinical because most of the centers out there for stem cells especially are fully clinical and are not continuing research. Oh, I see. So that's what differentiates you. Yeah. yeah. What is the mission and vision of Geostar? Geostar, it's a very humanitarian company. You know, we're here to really create change and um, treat the masses. You know, we really want to make a huge footprint and be able to help as many people as humanly possible. I would love it if your organization became bigger. I'm going to say it in a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> well, they might want to acquire you, actually. That might be something that um, happens. You know yeah, what I mean? Great. We'll see. Because if they can realize that this is the future, you know, to start getting into that and supplements and other things. So what about your podcast, Geotalk? Who do you interview and what's the purpose of that? So we moved a little bit away from Geotalk. Geotalk oh, is kind of just an initial sample of a podcast just to get a feel for it. And we moved towards the Shelley story. So I don't know if we've even talked since then, but I have to send you the link. <laughs> um, the Shelley story. You have to, yeah. Yeah. The Shelley story is about creating a platform for other people to share their stories as well as being able to show different um, modalities and kind of different treatments for different health modalities and issues that patients are facing uh, on the holistic side, as well as the traditional side. So we interview a lot of different professionals, um, you know, in mindfulness, meditation, ESP, um, Ayurveda, things like that. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll have to talk later and see. And I can see if I'm appropriate for that. I, I'd love to talk to you. Yeah. You were thinking that too? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm very non-traditional because like I'm healing through spirituality, through meditation and, and, and igniting a person's own ability to heal themselves. So it's very spiritual, woo-woo. So if you're ready for that. Great. Yeah, thank you. So since this podcast is titled Zen Success, what do you feel Zen Success is to you? Well, these are good questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Zen Success is abundance. And when I say abundance, I don't necessarily mean monetary abundance. I, I mean abundance on a whole in terms of your holistic health and what you're looking to achieve in this world, what your sole purpose is. I, I think the, the biggest thing I would say is the ability to find your sole purpose. So many people are lost and they don't get that chance. And when you are in Zen state, you know, this is your sole purpose and this is your path and this is what you should be doing. Do you feel that you've achieved it? I do. I do. But I feel like I'm not done yet. <laughs> it's a continuous process. Huh? Well, Shelly, it's been such a pleasure connecting with you and hearing about your journey. And I'll put your websites in, in the show notes. Any last words? 
Um, no, no, it was so great meeting you. And uh, it's such a pleasure getting interviewed and excellent questions, mind you, I have to say. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank sure. you. All right. Well, we'll do it again soon. We'll do it again okay. soon. Okay, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Zen Success. I would love to get your feedback at zensuccesspodcast.com on what topics you'd be most interested in and what Zen Success is to you. Thanks for listening.